The Classic Metal Show is now on Roku. That's right, everybody. If you're a fan of The Classic Metal Show and you have a Roku, we have a channel for you. Just go to your channel search and search for The Classic Metal Show. All the videos are uploaded so that you get every single episode of the show. So check it out. The Classic Metal Show, now on Roku. Piercy, Eric Farentino's uh, collaboration there with uh, All That I Want. And uh, All That We Want, Chris, is our good friend Eric Farentino's to be uh, healthy and well. And uh, welcome back to the show there, Eric. Glad to see you. I'm so I'm glad. So glad well, Eric, uh, what, what kind of a mic are you using? Are you using like your computer mic or something? No. My um my iPhone. Can you hear it? At all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be a little closer, though. Okay, because... we can do that. We can all do right. that. All right, perfect. Well, Eric, okay. you suffered a you suffered a health scare last week. Um, you know, Chris Chris uh, called me or texted me and goes, "Did you hear what happened, to Eric?" I was just like, "No, what what happened?" He goes, "He had a heart attack." It's like, holy shit! I had a heart attack. Ack, ack, ack. Bought <laughs> a know by now. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was some scary shit. Um, I, honestly, I, I still can't believe that I had one. Really, I mean, it wasn't like a catastrophic um, Sanford and Son or something. Lizbeth, I'm coming. Uh, <laughs> wasn't quite like that. It was, uh, you know, we had played our gig. We were in uh, Pinkerton, Pickerington, Ohio, for this. Uh, pick a palooza <laughs> thing that we were headlining. Um, everything seemed like a good gig. Uh, I got off stage. Uh, I had to get my cables together and whatnot. My blood pressure was a little high. There was some people uh, yelling my name and I was kind of busy. I was kind of getting a little annoyed because I was trying to get my stuff packed up. So that kind of got me going, my blood pressure a little bit. And then I headed back to our trailer that we had and uh, Johnny Monaco, our new uh, guitarist, uh, was there. And he was talking to me about the show really quick. And I was like, yeah, no, nah, he sounded good, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I think I need to go sit down, you know, because I started feeling a little bit of a pressure in my chest. And I was, like, having trouble basically just coming off the show, just, like, catching my breath or what have you. And it just didn't get any better. So, like, as I got into the RV, uh, Jerry uh, and Scott, our drummer, were there. And I was telling them I wasn't feeling so good, you know, get me some water. Uh, at one point, they're like, should we get a medic? And I'm like, ah, I didn't think I was that bad. You know what I mean? I I, I said, yeah, get one just so maybe I'm dehydrated or something like that. Uh, well, it turns out the, the event had sent the medics home like an hour early. So it took a while to even get them there. And as time went on, I was like, okay, something's definitely not right. Then they finally got uh, a cop to call 911 or something, and they did get uh, an ambulance over. I told them I didn't want to go to the hospital. Uh, they go, okay, we got to run a few tests real quick. And when they did the secondary uh, test, they're like, you're coming with us. And I was like, oh, shit. I, just, I, I wasn't scared or anything. I just couldn't believe that it was uh, happening right then. You know what I mean? I just 
uh, next thing you know, I'm in an ambulance. They're like, uh, giving me fentanyl and these drugs and giving me a, a IV and I'm getting wheeled into a hospital. But uh, as fate would have it, it was uh, one of the best hospitals in the country for heart stuff. So that was a plus. Um, that was Mount Carmel East, which is a hospital outside of Columbus. And they are fucking amazing. And no shit. Like they, after wheeling me down a hallway, I had three stents in my heart in about 30 minutes or less. Wow. They closed off. They were like, uh, unfortunately, they got to go through the groin <laughs> to get <laughs> there. So uh, I'm a little beat up down below. But, man, that guy was amazing, That that uh, the doctor that uh, took care of that and the nurses all weekend uh, took care of me. I was actually able to get out of there uh, by Monday. Or no, actually Sunday night, excuse me. Last Sunday night, I got out. Uh, my girl got me a hotel in town, got my flight changed, um, headed back to San Diego. And we were just about to move in together right before this happened. And Neely's met Susan before. You remember Susan, right, Neely? Of course. We had some very spirited discussions. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, we're so we're doing great, and we were just, you know, this week, right after the show, I was to be moving in, like, on the 16th, so that, you know, threw a wrench, and I was, like, just about to go on a whole health kick anyway, um, but I, I guess it was a good thing that this happened where it did, because they took really great care of me, I got my medications, I'm, I'm going to be diligent, I apologize to everybody about me, I'm very sorry that I don't you know, take better care of myself or haven't in the past. Uh, but you know, I'm trying, I, I quit smoking a, a few years ago and I've definitely taken on a healthier diet. My family has a history of uh, heart disease and stuff. So it's not at all uncommon. I think my mom's dad was having heart attacks when he was, you know, in his late thirties, they, they used to like five packs a day, you know, back then, uh, and of course my mom has all the stents and all that shit. My dad's had heart attacks. Uh, so it kind of runs in the family. It doesn't help when you have a poor diet, you know, and a lot of like uh, starving musicians probably in their twenties or thirties are eating a lot of bullshit, you know, top ramen and hot dogs and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it catches up with you at some point, but yeah, it was scary shit. I was like probably 99% blocked in one of those. Uh, so I was a ticking time bomb, man. Um, but as far as like, I've had people asking me, uh, Hey, do you think I should get checked out? I've been having these symptoms and you know, if you're at all in doubt, go get checked out for sure. Um, me, I lagged on it cause I don't, I really have a, a personal doctor or anything. And after every, all the bullshit that's happened with the hospitals in the last few years, I'm not vaccinated as you guys know. And they don't even want and in California. They don't even want you in that hospital. If you're not, you know, they're, they're total Nazis here. Like my mother, had, <laughs> I couldn't even fucking visit her uh, when she was in there, which is bullshit. So you can understand, you know, why I was hesitant to even go, you know, seek out any medical attention or anything before. Luckily they didn't treat me like that at this hospital. They just took care of it. You know what I mean? They, they asked me if I was vaccinated. They did do a, stupid uh covid test the guy tried to ram that thing up my nose well, that's it buddy that's good you got it you got it you're good you're good uh obviously i wasn't i didn't have covid 
Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm so happy that it somehow worked out and I'm alive today. And now I'm at Susan's. I'm in a spectacular uh, condo here looking at the beach in Oceanside. It's fucking amazing. Happy to be alive. Got a festival uh, in Kentucky next Friday that I got to fly out to, or it's Saturday. But I think I'm going to be ready. I've, I've actually been uh, moving like the last four days since I got back. You know, it's shitty that I had to move this week, but I got to get out of my old place that I was in and I had to get the ball rolling and start getting my clothes and shit over here. So I've been active and I feel pretty good. So, so, cool. do, you, so do you live down the street from Craig Cody? I, you know what? I apologize. I'm not sure who that is. <laughs> <laughs> is that an athlete? No, they they run Oceanside, the Cody's. Oh, they do? I wasn't even aware. <laughs> he's, he's, don't listen to him, Eric. He, he's talking TV guys, for God's sakes. Oh, is that like Animal Kingdom or something? Yeah. Animal Kingdom, yeah. yeah. Okay, the Cody's got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. That show is yeah. fucking good. <laughs> nice. So, well, I watch him filming it all the time over. Oh, really? Yeah, totally. That's cool. It is pretty awesome. Nice. Well, dude, I, I mean, out, you, outside of the actual scare, now how do you feel, you know, going forward, especially moving? Talk about, talk about going right from, um, right from heart attack to the most stressful shit in the world. There's nothing yeah. more stressful than moving. So that's probably a great test on your heart to, if you can handle that. No, <laughs> that's what I figured. And I, I was uh, telling Susan earlier, it's like, man, I didn't want to just lay in bed and then have this gig and just jump up and hope it works out up there. You know what I mean? Right. Got to take the ticker for a test drive. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I've been, you know, pretty, it's it's funny. I, I have my skateboard. I had actually taken up skateboarding again uh, in the last uh, two years during the pandemic or whatever. And so I've been moving stuff on my skateboard, like dragging, not trying to carry the boxes, but more dragging them down and throwing them on my skateboard. People are laughing at me or whatever. But I got I got most of my shit in here and nice. all that. And uh, tomorrow we're meeting the movers in the morning and they're going to take all the heavy shit, all my uh splawn amplifiers and uh big ass mirror uh luckily there was a bed here but actually half the shit they're doing is just getting rid of shit right because we paid trash there so we we're allowed to dump shit there we don't even have to do it on the down low or anything <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so we're gonna have these um, these guys are gonna get rid of my busted refrigerator Susan has a dope ass refrigerator here, so I'm like upgrading in every every possible way. Uh, so, so, so you're so you're uh, marrying up without the contract. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have our own uh, contract of the soul. Yeah. So, so this is so you're going month to month. Then I take it. <laughs> this place is is month to month, but uh, <laughs> no, we, we we're we're in it for the long haul together. So we got hence the heart attack. (laughs) Like the black widow, man. She's like, uh, no, she's, she's, she's been extremely, uh, helpful. And, you know, she knows I got to keep my blood pressure down. you know, I told her not to bust my balls and, uh, she's been doing pretty good with it. (laughs) Nice. Well, dude, I, you know, outside of near death experience, um, Steven has been super active promoting 
everything right now. You know, you, I, I don't know if it's just been to kind of take the light off of the fact that you had the health scare, if it's just Stephen, <laughs> Stephen, oh, but no, he's always uh, promoted something, but you know, Stephen's somebody who needs to be out there playing all right. the time. And, you know, shit was slowed down for everybody, obviously. And we've had some changes with agents and so forth. And every time that happens, it pushes back uh, any continuity as far as shows go getting booked. You know, it's almost like you change an agent. It's just going to be six months before they get any cohesive dates. Otherwise, you're just going to be doing a couple flyouts. So, I mean, we got bills and stuff. So he's, yeah, always, you know selling something or promoting something he has his cameo i mean right. you see wish your husband or wife a happy birthday or whatever you know he does that stuff all day long he actually is pretty into it which because <laughs> I, I mean i guess once you get the ball rolling with it do you are you guys on there do you guys do it at all? i'm on there yeah, I, I do some, but mine are always long. That's the thing is I know a lot of people do like 30 seconds or whatever. Mine are always like five to 10 minutes. It's always like this long drawn out. Of course, our fans ask me to do stupid shit. They're like, uh, come on and sell why Flock of Seagulls was the greatest band ever. Go. I'm like, okay, you know, well, I, whatever. If you're paying me, I'll do it. I don't give a shit. But but yeah, cameo, it can be fun. He tells me to do it. He's like, you got to get on there. I'm like, nobody knows who I am. <laughs> it's, it's a little bit different when you, when you got a 40 year legacy and <laughs> you know, you're, you're, you're the front man of a very popular band that ruled the eighties. I mean, you know, it, it's, we talk about this all the time, you know, like, uh, guys who are doing podcasts and making a shit ton of money like a like an adam carolla and whatever and you know he had the greatest answer when uh when asked well what does it take to have a successful podcast he goes well you got to be famous <laughs> exactly so, so for for guys like myself or chris or even yourself who you know we're just small small minnows in a big you know a big lake nobody's gonna give us a couple of bucks to go you hey man you would be surprised, man. I, I mean, I, I'm, I expected like two cameos, like total. You expected yeah. your mom to go, Chris, call yeah, me. Exactly. <laughs> That's about what I expected. I expected one or two of the Uber, Uber, Uber fans to want me to do a cameo. And because I've said on, even on my cameo, Hey, I'm willing to say whatever, you know, I've had, you know, I've had a couple dozen cameos. And, you know, not that that's a big deal, but, you know, it, I think I'm charging like 10 or $12 a cameo or something. And, you know, and it pays, a, it pays a bill. You know, it's like, fuck, why not to just do what I do anyway, just for five extra minutes. Okay, sure. No, no, Piercy, I can attest that he was making, you know, tens of thousands of dollars on those things. I bet he was. Yeah. There's I'm no, just, I'm not at quite at that point. I mean. I know I'm probably going to get crushed by these medical bills. I'm trying to work out uh, something with uh, the state to help subsidize that. Uh, but if something goes down, I might have to start a YouTube channel. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I can't ask for money. I'd have to give something in return. You know what I mean? I'd have to, I'd have to figure out a, a way to handle that. Dude, but, cameo. You you would be good on cameo, man. Just get on the cameo, and somebody says, "Hey, I want you to tell my girlfriend that I'm." that she's got to leave 
or whatever. You just pick up the guitar and play, yeah. you know. Ten feet away from me right now, Chris, by the way. What? <laughs> My girlfriend's ten feet away from me right now. Well, I'm not saying play this for her. I'm saying oh, for the cameo I people. Got it, got it, got it, got it. For the cameo yeah. people, you right. just tell them, you know, if, if they want you to tell their girlfriend to beat it, you just pick up a guitar and you strum alone again or something and, you know, kind of kind of do that for them. They'll love it. Got it. <laughs> and you'll be and you'll have 25 extra bucks to pay a bit of the rent or whatever. That's right. That's how much a gallon of gas is here. Well, there you go. So that that would be that'll take you to the to the store and back once. <laughs> it's all ethanol too. They cut it with uh higher amounts of ethanol. So you're not even getting the, the mileage you should. But yeah. Sure. Might be on. Uh, you might find me on there, dude. <laughs> Next time you're scanning through, we'll see. <laughs> are, are you getting ready to light up one there, Eric? Uh oh! Did you see my lighter? <laughs> I thought you were ready to fire one up. Play, played your ballad or whatever. <laughs> 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 no, just having some coffee. Nice. <laughs> my heavy rose. Well, well, since we were talking about Stephen, uh, Eric. Uh, Steven, you know, lifelong resident of California, he up and picked up and moved to Las Vegas. Was that a surprise to you or anybody in the band or because when I, you know, saw his new, uh, you know, layout in Vegas, here's a guy who lived and breathed uh, Southern California his entire life. And then he's just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm out of here. Yeah, it was uh, a little surprising, but not. At the same time, because it's just getting ridiculous out here, just supply and demand with homes. And he just got way more, I think, bang for the buck out there. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah, he is. He, I mean, they look pretty happy there. I've seen footage of them out at the pool. And, you know, I think they have a pretty dope place. Uh, Susan used to live out in that neighborhood in Vegas for like 20 years. It's supposed to be uh, really nice. But as we know, you know, most of the 80s Hollywood moved out there. Mm-hmm. you know hollywood is not even close to what it used to be and most of those people are out there so he knows tons of people out there all his uh you know comrades from the 80s live there um right now he's uh getting to be good friends with chris angel and people like that so he's having a blast his dog loves it <laughs> <laughs> well how well, how how is Steven doing, you know, as far as, you know, cause he had some health issues, some health scares. And, you know, obviously I hung out with you over a year, year ago, year and a half ago already, uh, you know, out in Hollywood when Steven was filming his documentary and, uh, you know, Steven's always a blast to hang out with, you know, whenever I have a chance and he's always very, uh, accommodating and genuinely friendly and you know just a just a interesting character steven used to have a relationship with us where he he literally come on the show like once every other month or so just because he wanted to come on and shoot the shit with us you know so so how is how is he doing you know overall yeah, well, we've certainly had some segments where we had to discuss bad things in the past with his help. Uh, and as I foretold years back that he would absolutely bounce back because he's, you know, one of the toughest men I've ever known, you know, and, uh, he's like a piece of leather <laughs> basically that won't, won't break 
you know, and he's, he's doing very well. Uh, and you know, his spouse, I, you know, helps keep him, I think in a good place. And, you know, she, Christy, she's out with us a lot. They just seem really happy. And I mean, I always wanted that for him. You know what I mean? I've known him most of my life and that can make such a difference if uh, you're in a good relationship, a positive one. Uh, and it, it reflects in his, his health the last couple of years. It just really made a big comeback. And of course, you know, the drinking, he had finally stopped drinking uh, a few years back and that's uh, helped him, I think, to get to this point that he's at where people are saying that he's singing better than he has in like, you know, 20 years or something like that. So for 66, he's, he's definitely kicking ass uh, at these recent shows that we're doing. I can promise you that. Are you really trying to convince me and Neely that relationships are good? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Not everybody's. I mean, you have the wrong one. It could cause you to have horrible performances. You know, if you're all frazzled before the show or something, uh, <laughs> or your head's not in the gig. But, uh, you know, they're just, they, I never hear them argue. Um, they, they're just like young college buddies or high school buddies or something it's trippy but it seems like a one in a million thing but they they have that and it's uh and i'm happy because it, it keeps him happy and if he's happy he'll stay out playing and i'll i'll still have a job <laughs> <laughs> well well eric speaking of your job i just saw I don't know where I saw it. I saw it somewhere. It might've been, I, it, I think it was actually in your, in your Eric's going to die blabbermouth post um, that, that Steven is now actually talking seriously about both a, a solo record of like his history, something called legacy, as right. well as, as an actual, finally a new record from you guys that you guys kind of wrote and have had done for a while or at least have had the songs written for a while so what's going on there well i think he was always negotiating uh a, at least a two album deal and the first one being that he wanted to put out uh another compilation of of uh unreleased uh demos and different versions of songs and so forth from from his history and uh some uh, also not widely released tracks because those are kind of easier to do and deliver you know for one and then to work in the solo record with it because you have to you know sweeten the pot after them <laughs> they want it they they prefer to have you know at least some, some when they do these compilations like that they know people are going to get it because they're they're versions of other hit songs right things like that so it, it's guaranteed that'll sell a certain amount uh i think there's plenty of people that would buy the next solo record that bought smash and view to a thrill. I think they'd be right there uh, to get it and they will get it. Um, we started working on that three years ago before, but then everything went to shit and now everything's kind of delayed getting back. Nobody knows what's going on. You want to be able to typically tour to, to promote a record. Right. I mean, and it's just been recently that that's even been on the table. Right. And, and it, the weird thing is how on the table is it? And, and I mean, you know, this better than anybody, is it fully on the table yet? Or is it, is it sort of on the table? It's on the table right now, but I, I mean, I wouldn't put anything past, you know, the powers that should not be. I mean, right. you could always see some other kind of weird 
lockdown, but you know, I actually had to pull out of the whole rabbit hole <laughs> with all this. I think the, the last two years, me trying to solve the, the crimes of the pandemic and it's just began to be too much for me, man. It just was put me in a bad place. And I think it, it contributes. There is so much all cause death all over the place. You know, even people that didn't take the shot that just this, it just broke their hearts anyway, you know, and uh, left or drugs or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Anything can happen. I'm going to try to be positive though. Cause I can't live in a negative world anymore. I have to keep my blood pressure low and <laughs> we got shows on the books. I got my plane ticket. Um, this next thing uh, we're doing is pretty cool uh, in Beaver Dam. It's like 80s Rock the Dam. Uh, it's, it's happening on uh, Saturday, the 30th. Uh, it's going to be with uh, Quiet Riot and Kicks, uh, okay. boys. And uh, we got other stuff on the books. Uh, I'm hearing uh, possibly, I don't want to, you know, spoiler alert anything, but possibly something after the crew's done. Uh, Motley's done. Might do something with Vince, I'm hearing. Uh, okay. So I hope that goes down. Nobody quote me on that. I'll get in trouble. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, we have things to look forward to. Um, you know, right now, obviously I had to get my, uh, health in check, but I mean, these things are firing up good inside me. I can tell you that, uh, I'm, I'm a little sore in there, you know, it's like the drugs wore off over the, over the couple of days, but you know, I'm prepared to play this show. And I think by, uh, the time I, I fly out Friday, uh, I'll be real. Good. I mean, I've been, you know, at least going three miles a day just going back and forth between my <laughs> place uh, and taking stuff over here. So it's, it's, it's been tested out. I could certainly play an hour and a half uh, a gig and you know, everything's working better now. So, I mean, I'm not like a ticking time bomb anymore. Well, yeah, you started out, you're starting over. You can start eating a bunch of shit again. New <laughs> <laughs> liver and going, come on boys, drink some. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So, 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 how many more years do you think it'll take to to clog up these stents, where you could kind of live like a wild man? Well, if I was optimistic, I would say twenty years. But <laughs> you know, looking at my mother, uh, she her most uh, she had just had her stents checked out like two or three years ago, and just in that time, they got totally clogged again in this last you know, two, three years. That's why I think it's, you know, a little hereditary, uh, any stress going on. I think I was trying to, I, I got off track earlier, but I had thought that I had uh, long COVID. For okay. the last, like I got COVID, the Delta or whatever, back August of last year, lost the smell uh, and taste and all that. It took a long time to get back. Breathing was having issues, but that could have been, you know, simultaneous with other, health issues I was having, I, but I summed it up to, I was hearing other people talking about long COVID and their symptoms sounded like mine. Uh, and again, I have not been vaccinated or anything like that. So it's not nothing from Pfizer or Moderna are causing this, but um, I think it was just something in conjunction that was going on. I had bad health and got fucking COVID just like Chris. <laughs> you know? uh, and it got me, man, you know, and, and I'm, I'm so happy that Chris didn't suffer what I did. I mean, cause I don't know what it fucking means. You know, I can tell you, you know, we know how my movie's going to end. <laughs> 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 Not that I fucking care, but uh, 
you know, hopefully it's it's down the road. I'd like to, you know, make it to my seventies. You know, I'm gonna. I promise I'll take better care of myself, and I'm not going uh, back to eating hot dogs and ramen or whatever. Like, <laughs> uh, we're we eat good here. We're having we're eating healthy, and I'm gonna be getting a lot of exercise. I'm at the fucking beach here. This is this is the place that you would want to go jogging or skateboarding. Uh, the, the, and where we live is like a full blown. Neely was talking about resorts earlier, but this place is a resort. Like it's the energy is is crazy. You just hear people screaming all day because they're on the beach, you know, kids and stuff, boogieboarding, and you know, people surfing. Uh, there's just a, an energy you can feel around here in the summertime. And it well, feels- yeah, I feel it right now. I'm at the beach. Yeah, look, 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 Chris, he, he's at his beach home. Yeah. That's that's what you see, like right there. That's what I'm what I'm looking at. <laughs> but I mean, I, I can't. I don't deserve this. I can tell you that I do not fucking deserve to be where I am right now. Uh, but I'll take it. <laughs> hey, every 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 day is a gift, man. I feel that way. It's like you know, because it's just so weird. Because I was about to move in, and it was just like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna give you. a god's like we're gonna give you a great gift right now you know house on the beach but first we gotta kick you in the balls (laughs) (laughs) but uh no i think this is like the ultimate club med i gotta get my blood pressure down i was having other stuff too uh my tinnitus like the last two years was just crazy you know it was like a like just a, a a screaming pain in my uh left ear and that was probably a sign that something wasn't right, you know, uh, that I was ignoring, of course, <laughs> you know, I just, uh, you know, shrugged it off as, uh, you know, music damage or whatever. And, and all of us would, of course have some degree from going to concerts of a little ringing, but mine and my one ear has just been torture, uh, the last year, but already I feel like it's subsiding a little bit. I think it did have something to do, uh, with my blood pressure being a mess. Dude, do you do? You, I'm just curious. Do you wear air um ear? What are they called? AirPods or or right. the in ear? Not not necessarily on stage, but like just around Rehe- town or whatever. Rehearsals. They're on my keychain. I think it's like uh, I, I forgot what the name. Uh, Matt Thor uh, had given me the tip off on these, but they're you know yeah squishy things. I do that in like a rehearsal room if we're up in LA rehearsing or something like that because you're in a small room right. and you're just everything in there and it sucks but more at these like bigger venues i don't um you know, most of my amps i'm just using like even though there's a wall of stacks i might just have like one bottom cab mic'd and most of the, the audience is getting most of it you know the right. p in front of me uh and the stage is big enough that i'm not like sitting right next to the drum so i i'd say no i, I kind of like to hear it like they're hearing it i know that's not the best uh thing but i also not- I also don't do the in-ears. I don't know. I don't trust those things either. Right. Well, dude, yeah. I, I I mean, I can tell you, I was starting to get tinnitus in my ear. And I I figured out that it was from, you know, during the day using, using like ear pods or JBLs or Apple AirPods or whatever the fuck they're called. I stopped using them and it stopped ringing. I mean, just, I just oh, completely stopped and it stopped ringing. So is that not the worst thing? And there's so oh. many suffer from it it's you know it's 
it's the worst when you're trying to watch something on TV and it's and it's like a dialogue part, and all of a sudden while they're having like some serious dialogue and they're talking low, and all of a sudden you get <laughs> in your fucking ear. Well, we've all seen like you know the war movies and stuff where like all of a sudden some big explosion hits and then they hit that one frequency, yeah. like that fucking happened. I was I don't know what we were watching the other night, but the move some movie and that bomb went off and they had that. Like, oh hell no! It like it was the same exact pitch that I that I hear, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I had to like turn it down for a second. It wasn't helping, but uh, I already feel better from that this week. Uh, you know, I lost uh, already lost over ten pounds. Uh, I didn't eat much the first couple of days in there. That the hospital food was the hospital was amazing. The food is never amazing. <laughs> <laughs> what hospital it is? But uh, uh, already lost ten pounds this week, and and. Uh, it's just going to get better and I can feel my blood pressure going down. That ringing is like subsided to uh, a level that I can accept. <laughs> you know? Nice. So that's all good. Well, good, Eric. I'm, I'm glad you're doing well. I'm glad, uh, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, a, a, uh, you know, the death knell for you. Cause you know, Chris and I both, uh, you know, consider you a good friend and nobody wants to see that happen to a friend, you know? So, uh, you anyway. guys are, Oh, you guys are my best friends. <laughs> We're your best friends. Yeah. I thought I thought your girl ten feet away from me was your best friend. She's my soulmate. Oh, she, oh soulmate. <laughs> well, can you imagine if I died on stage? That would have fucking sucked. I'm so glad it waited. You know. Yeah, so, but you'd have been hella famous for it, man. No, that ain't something you want to be famous for. <laughs> you want to be famous. Oh. Uh, I want to go in my sleep, you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. Even though you wouldn't see it, they'd be having that Ferentino's tribute concert and Dave Grohl would come out and lie about how you were his best friend and everything else. It'd be great. <laughs> I, there's definitely probably some morbid interest in that, like watching videos of people that have like kicked it on stage because a, a lot have. Yeah. I Nick, don't Menza. Know have. Nick Menza it, comes to mind. He died during a show. Yeah, that's awful. I, I think also with not in your home city, you know. I mean, that was crazy. like all of a sudden, you know, the the band leaves, and you're now still in that town. You didn't go home, and you always want to go home. You know, after the show, it's like, God damn, I can't wait to get home. And then you're not going home. You're going down a long hallway, you know, into a operating room uh, or whatever, and then you're stuck there by yourself. Uh, in a room for two days and you, they don't let you get out of bed. I, you know, if I heard, I need to see your groin one more fucking time. Uh, <laughs> now, did you, did you feel any sense of abandonment when the rest of the guys took off and left you there? Absolutely not. Not, no. not an intentional one. Like, uh, honestly, no, I want them to go home. I, you know, that's the last thing. Even Jerry, uh, came back that night. I didn't think anybody was going to come there that night. Uh, but Jerry got the runner, Brian actually showed up at the emergency room, uh, and hung out for like three hours where this was after my surgery. Uh, and, and we shot the shit. He's such a sweet dude. I mean, he's a big, scary metalocalypse looking motherfucker, but <laughs> he was down there, you know, uh, making sure everything was okay. I mean, he and I become, you know, better friends in the last, uh, year here. And, uh, you know, the Brian guy from the, who was the runner, uh, from the festival was a super 
soulful dude. I mean, he he's like, I asked him, hey, would there be a chance you could take me to the airport when they if they're able to change my ticket? You know, Sunday or Monday's like, my job's to take care of you guys and until the last one leaves. <laughs> no man left behind. I'm paraphrasing, but yeah, something like yeah, exactly. No man left behind. No, it's like this is. This is my dude. I'm like, okay, give him my shit. Let him take it to his uh, place. And his place happened to be like uh, only a block away from the hospital I was at. Nice. And actually, everything was pretty centrally located over there. Like even the, you know, Columbus Airport or whatever was only like ten minutes away. So there was no real, you know, big deal. I was a little scared. Uh, not really scared, but concerned, if you will, on the to to fly home because they like put you on these medications and they're kind of worried about yourself. They're like, Hey, make sure. Cause I guess you have a higher chance of having a blood clot or something like that. Uh, so I was trying to, you know, move or squirm around as much as you can on a, on a plane these days. <laughs> <laughs> watched a couple move. Uh, what did I watch? I watched, um, my flight back was like exactly three hours and I watched that Batman movie, the newer Batman. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty good. It was okay. It was pretty, pretty. I mean, it wasn't as good as the two previous, but it's okay. It was kind of more low tech, huh? Yeah. It was like a low tech battle, but I, I thought that dude did a great job. That, yeah. uh, that goth I, kid. From I would have liked it better if they didn't shoot the whole fucking thing in the dark though. Jesus Christ. Was that a dark, like filming dark yeah. movie or what? Jesus. I feel obligated to, cause like, you know, it's like Gotham and as it's like Gothic, it has to have the Gothic vibe. But yeah, sometimes you know they do go too dark and that's something hollywood's been guilty of forever when they're trying to use a lot of special effects or whatever it's easier to i think do dark darker stuff they can get right. away right but now you're right stuff. i thought it was kooky uh, i mean i liked uh i know we're talking about uh superhero movies the the newer spider-man one was pretty i liked but uh this this anyway that's what i watched on the plane home was fucking batman right and that's how i landed and i'm i'm back home moving <laughs> now well you didn't seem like you were you felt like you were abandoned because i know you know i'll pull the curtain back i i hit when i hit you up on whatever day it was sunday i guess i had told you i was like well you know because i knew you were there by yourself i was like well i'll come and get you and get you where you need to get and you were like fuck that dude stay home you know you were just you you didn't want nothing well, to you're do like and i'm only three and a half hours away I said, no i didn't say that i was two two hours away and i would yeah look if, if I was abandoned in some city somewhere, I would, and I had a friend there, I would hope they'd help me out. I know. would drive if Chris Aiken needed me to drive two and a half hours. I would fucking, do it. but I don't know. If I'd wait till you to ask me. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, well, Eric, any any chance that uh, Piercy uh, will be playing in the Chicagoland area anytime soon, or that you're aware of? Um, I, I don't have his dates in front of me. Um, he does have, uh, the official Stephen Piercy website, uh, where he has his, the dates, uh, booked. I'm trying to remember if he has one there. I apologize for that. I should have brought notes <laughs> on his dates, but I know we'll be back there. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it'll be good to, good to reconnect, uh, after a year and a half or so since, uh, since I saw you in, in Hollywood. Uh, but you're kind of like in between like three places, right? You could go, you could go to a couple different places, right? With uh state wise from where oh you're yeah. at. Oh yeah. I I'm no stranger to traveling. <laughs> no, 
<laughs> we know this. Uh, <laughs> Neely, they're in, they're going to be in your neighborhood um, September the 10th on, at Des Plaines. Des Plaines, oh, whatever. Des Plaines Theater. Yep. Can and you go? And unfortunately, I will be in Pittsburgh that weekend. Oh, man. Oh, see, he's dodging you, man. Break my heart some more. Why don't you? <laughs> I already have plans. I had, I had, now that's three things I could be doing on that same weekend. I could go to my high school 40th anniversary, which, which no, no interest. Uh, I could do a family thing in Pittsburgh where I could hang out with Eric and Steven Piercy. The good thing about getting kicked out of high school is you never get invited to that shit. And I- <laughs> <laughs> so, so did you get, did you get kicked out of high school, Eric? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> For what? Um, well, it wasn't anything too crazy. I, I had left home early and they were like, Hey, uh, if you're not living at home, you can't go here. You're going to have to like go on, uh, some kind of outreach program and get a GED. And I'm like, Oh, if it's just a fucking GED, you know? So by 10th grade, <laughs> but whatever. Nice. I got out of that. i I gained wisdom over the years. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, Eric, is there anything else you want to promote uh, while we have you here? Anything going on that uh, you want fans well, to know about? The most important, well, you know, career-wise that, you know, please, yes, go to the Stephen Piercy dates because come rock out with us, man. Obviously, none of us are going to be living forever. These are, we're, we're, you know, some of us in our last years of going out and playing, you got to come see it now uh so come out and rock with us you never know where they're gonna shut it all down uh i'm excited to play for everybody and probably more so than ever now how come how come you don't have a personal website and and uh offer your guitar services for like uh studio work or session work or jingle work or anything like that you know i just don't care no Uh, no, I, I would. Well, I would think as a working musician, you would, you would, you know, do that. I mean, well, I, would, I feel like uh, any uh, notoriety that I've achieved has has actually just been in the last couple of years. So it's, I was really under the radar for so long that it just, I would have been competing with so many people, other unknowns, trying to promote a channel or a website that I just didn't want to bother i had dabbled in that with my with a solo band i was doing in uh 2007 where i was paying for a site uh trying to push this whole uh band and it just got to be uh too much it was like you know pissing in the wind and then i just you know kind of got a little disheartened i think from it and just got out of it and just focused on playing for steven and just kind of summed it up like he's the star i'm the i'm the guy who just makes sure the shows happen and you know that's it they're not there to see me uh and i've kind of flown that way the whole time and then finally we started doing records together and i think that's when uh people start appreciating you more they're like oh well this guy wrote the songs that we like on the Stephen Piercy records and stuff like that. And so they gain a little more respect for you. So now I, I am considering doing such things. Like now I could uh, have a website or I, I do intend to, once the Beat Laboratory <laughs> is set up over here, Beat Laboratory West, uh, I will start doing some playthroughs on the guitar uh, and stuff like that. And people will probably actually watch it. <laughs> 
So what, what I mean is, is there's no work for a, a musician to do any kind of jingle work or do some well, work or you know. my heart's not in it. I don't want to do it. Okay. Like, I'm not somebody who, who just can crap stuff out of any jingle kind or whatever. You know, I have to like put my, really put my head into it to, to, uh, uh, come up with the stuff we do in the studio and whatever. And I don't know if I'd want to play people's stuff that, that, that I don't like, you know what I mean? If I don't have to, I'd probably sidestep and find some other way to, uh, make money, um, or what have you. Um, Hey, but later I'm not discounting jingle work. Susan says that all the time. You should be doing jingles and maybe I could go that direction at some point but if i'm like focused on trying to write songs for piercy i'm like in in rat mode or piercy mode and you know i don't want to be fussing with jingles and stuff the people that i know that do that stuff don't typically write like heavy metal albums with for people they just do more goofy music and stuff all the time <laughs> but, uh, well i know that, i know that uh you know one of your contemporaries uh john levin he uh you know, he gets these opportunities where, you know, it is a competition to where, right. you know, there's an opportunity to play the guitar for, you know, a commercial, you know, sure. and, and you, you know, you know, you play your, your, your part in the commercial and submit it. And if they like it, then they'll have you flesh it out even more. And that could pay a lot of money. I, I, again, uh, was about to get involved with that because there's there's really only a handful of uh music libraries that uh do that sort of thing and uh require uh people to turn in music or or what have you these days and um i had just sent the guy actually the song you played before i came on which isn't done very well <laughs> we, it was just kind of a quick thing i was surprised to even put it out but anyway i sent him that and he was like ah it's not good enough you know like they expected like you're, as far as me doing studio stuff here, I don't know if John Levin actually shows up to these guys' sessions to do solos specifically because he's located near some big studios or what have you. I mean, I'm down in Oceanside, and nowadays you can uh, email tracks and stuff. You could, but whatever. I so I gave this guy uh, one of the songs, and you know he kind of ripped it apart that one, you know, and of course that was discouraging. Where I went, shit, I don't have my studio engineering chops up to where they should be so i have upgraded since that, that six year ago or what have you when that song came out i have upgraded and um tried to get better with that sort of thing and and there are people that occasionally ask me about that you know i do get money here and there from people that want a solo or something like that i just don't have it like hey commercials for it you know um, but I'm, I'm also busy, you know, with my life too, you know what I mean? So between playing with Steven, you know, that takes it out of me <laughs> a good amount, uh, you know, my life here, my relationship, my family, uh, these things, I don't have all that much time to do that. Kind right. of thing. Well, just, I was just curious, you don't have to make an excuse for your lack of, uh, being motivated. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm not guilty of working too hard. <laughs> <laughs> all right eric well uh we appreciate you coming on and you know hanging out with us for the last 45 minutes or so and bringing us up to date and i'm glad you're doing well and stay on yeah. that diet and exercise and eat right and doing all the right things because we want to see you around for a long time so uh 
you know, and of course, I know Chris will concur. You're you're welcome on anytime. Yep, yep. No, appreciate it, and I'm, I'm thank you for uh, giving me a chance to kind of do a little health PSA because I know I've been I have had a lot of people asking me about symptoms of this and that. And I'm glad like that helps them at all to like encourage them to go get checked uh checked out they should and it was always a pleasure uh, you know to see both of you uh and i will be seeing you again and hopefully we get out near close by so neely can maybe not have anything better to do <laughs> <laughs> nice all right eric as as uh you're well aware my my favorite uh steven piercy solo release is smash which uh, I thought that was a fantastic uh, release. And, you know, I've often played things from it. Are you still with us, Eric? Oh, I am. No, yeah. you, you, look, you look like you're frozen there. Practicing being a statue. Yeah. <laughs> but but I'll, let, I'll let you pick a song from that to take us out of this interview and uh, maybe tell us a story about it. Uh, hmm, okay, something off of Smash. Um, um, well... What about the opening track? I know I'm crazy. Okay. Uh, I know I'm crazy. Um, well, I don't really have too much of a story with that. Chris Hager helped write that song. Okay. To throw Chris Hager a little bit of props. That was the only song that had... No, there was two songs on the album that had any other co-writers involved. Uh, and that was one of them. Chris had come up with the main uh, riff you hear uh and he's actually you can hear his guitar on some of the verses and stuff uh but it, somehow the song worked out i i like i thought the solo i did and it was pretty cool i think i listened to it the other day or something okay nice so all let's right. do it. perfect all right eric good health to you and and we'll we'll see you somewhere down the road Yipper. all right bye, bros i'll see you soon thank you so much all right, Hi, brother. Well, here it is. It's Stephen Piercy Band from the Smash release with I Know I'm Crazy exclusively here. Where, Eric? On the Classic Metal Show. Thanks for checking out this episode of the Classic Metal Show. Get all of our episodes uncensored at www.theclassicmetalshow.com. Join us weekly from 9 p.m. till 3 a.m. Eastern at www.cmsradio.net. Participate in the live chat room at www.chatandkill.com. Once again, thank you for checking out the Classic Metal Show with Neely and Chris. Hail and kill. Fuck you, pal. And hand job. <laughs>